episode is this? <laughs> uh, what episode is it? What, how do you not know? 34? 34. 34. 34. Episode 34 of Heckin' Cool Dads. I like your jingle. Uh, by the way, I forgot to take my antidepressant this morning, so if I start crying halfway through, that's why. That's not going to happen no, after not, no, not after no. missing one. I just one. feel dizzy. I just feel dizzy. After missing one? Yeah. Is it a once a day thing or is it yeah, multiple? I take it early in the morning. So this is about the time of day. Like if I forget to take it, this is when it starts kicking in. If I forget to take it again tomorrow, I'll be like, be like vertigo. No shit. It sucks. Man, we just <laughs> write in with some. Uh, no, I was trying to make, I was trying to be funny and, but no, I did not take my antidepressant this morning. So if I'm extra emotional, <laughs> I've had an aggravating day too. So I'm glad to just be cracking a beer. These are sweet. Yeah. These, the, the packaging on this is awesome. So explain, what are we, what are we drinking here? Rogue dead guy ale. You know, I was kind of stumped. I was at the beer shop and then I saw this and I've never gotten, never purchased gotten is like, it always sounds weird in a sense. Uh, I've never purchased these. Uh, since they changed the label to like this weird black can. I, I was going to say, like, used to be I, don't, bottles. I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and I'm familiar with the bottles, typical brown bottle with kind of that same dude, but in full color on the bottle. Yeah. Right. And I like that. I like that. They just, they don't even, I mean, it says dead guy ale, but like they're going, Hey, you know, this picture yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. That means, you know, you have a classic. That's a logo mark. Yeah. I'm well, very, for sure. I'm very aware that that is called a logo mark. Mm. Pepsi has one. They got the weird uh, ball thing with the. That's a logo mark. That is. Yeah. What is it called when the logo mark is with the logo type? What is that called as a type mark? Nope. <laughs> I guessed a logo lockup. Really? Okay, yes. I've I've literally never heard Those that. Are, you have the mark and you have the logo type. And when you put them together, when you put them together, you got a lockup. Sometimes you have multiple lockups. Like you can have a version where it's side to side, a version where it's stacked. Oh right. no. What? I heard. I don't know. I heard a little. I heard a little drum next to us. I hope. Oh, I hope no. nobody's about to start practicing their Metallica riffs. Speaking of Metallica riffs, yeah, uh, yeah, we get to get off the logo get, dork conversation. Let's get right into, into this cool fucking logos. episode. Um, cool logos. No, yeah, I was. Logo. I was going to go straight for. No, did you see the lineup uh, uh, for uh, Sonic Temple? I did. You thoughts. know, what's your initial thoughts? Initial thoughts is, oh my god, it's going to be one hundred fifty dollars. But again, but. Like my initial thought was, I know what to expect from Sonic Temple or festivals like that, where it's like it's going to be seventy six percent chance of rain, shitty bands, and chance of rain, and chance of rain, rock on the rain, twenty four percent decent to good bands, and uh, um, but then I saw it and it's like I just see I see three words I see Metallica, Metallica, (laughs) and Deftones. I'm like, okay, that's like. That's it for you? Here's hoping I could get a free pass again. But I, I Thanks, saw, I saw uh, Slipknot on there, right? Slipknot too. I've seen Slipknot before. I don't care. They, to this day. I do love him and I love to see him again. To this day, that's one of the most like, I don't want to call it theatrical, but it's, it's one of the most entertaining live shows. I saw them in Dayton at a uh, a arena. And I remember that was when Joe Jordison was still in the band and his whole fucking drum riser lifted up mm-hmm. and then started spinning and that little pentagram thing yeah. or the eightagram. What, if, what the fuck? Heptagram. Heptagram? Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Octagram? No, it's nine. Whatever. Is Not, it nine? Nonagram. Be- beats the shit out of me. Somebody help us out here. Um, it started spinning and then they fucking made it snow inside the arena. Like it, they didn't have like confetti. They had fucking snow. What? Yeah, it was awesome. Why? Because it was cool. Get it? 
It was cool. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, uh, I saw Slipknot at Ozfest. Uh, like 98? No. 99? No. This was 2004. I worked a Hot Topic. I won an employee contest. I thought we talked about this before. This was like when the second stage was headlined by Slipknot. But this this was the year that it was like all fucking headbangers, ball, metalcore bands. Uh, so like the second stage was Slipknot, Hatebreed, and then it was like fucking Killswitch, Lamb of God, God Forbid, uh, <coughs> Throwdown. Uh, you know, it was just it was it was great. Maybe every time I die was on it, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. You know, it was just like it was a good metalcore, like Headbangers Ball, heavy metalcore. Uh, second stage, and then the main stage was like the most metal night of all time. It was Black Label Society, mm-hmm. uh, and or no, first it was uh, Super Joint Ritual. Mm. You know, so Phil and Selmo and Hank right. Three and Jimmy Bauer, uh, and then um, and then uh, Black Label Society, then original lineup Slayer, then fucking original lineup Judas Priest. Like with Halford, he drove a fucking Harley out on stage. No shit. And then original lineup, fucking Sabbath. Dude, it was Slayer, Priest, Sabbath. Yeah. One night, all original members. Dude, it was so sweet. It's so amazing. Cool. And I like I won. Like I said, I worked a hot topic and I won this contest. So I got to like sit down in the seats at Polaris Amphitheater. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, like, absolutely. I got the seated area. I sat there and saw uh, Wang Chung. <laughs> What? Yeah. Context, please. Okay. So my brother used to work for this carpet company, and it's a very large, well-known company, um, and they always got tickets for everything. And so he hits me up one day and goes, I know this is probably a no, but do you want these tickets to the Club 80s tour at Polaris Amphitheater? And I said, well, who's playing? (laughs) And it was like uh, Flock of Seagulls, Wang Chung, and like a few other bands. And of course, all I knew was, Everybody have fun tonight. Video, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. So I went and I had, I had VIP. So like there was an area where you could like eat food and shit. Nice. Uh, And then we had, you know, actual seats and shit like that. Uh, RIP to the fucking amphitheater. Yeah. Although I do, I really, really love having a road right there. It makes getting home so much easier. Oh yeah. And top golf. Uh, I, one time I went there. Uh, Sierra's dad got us tickets to see Kiss and the Aero, they were with Aerosmith. I mean, it was like, I don't know who gives a shit about Aerosmith, but I'm sure, but I was like, it'll be fun to watch him at least. You know what I mean? I would love, but, I would uh, love to and see then, him. uh, and Kiss, but like the open band was Saliva. Oh my God. And I was just like, oh, you know, I was like deep in scene surface at this point and I was like, I don't want to see Saliva. That's terrible. Well, that's, and so we purposely got there late and when we got out of the car in the parking lot, I could hear click, click, boom. I was like, yes, we missed it. <laughs> uh, well, that's, that's why I kept guessing when you were like, oh, I went to Ozfest and saw Slip. Not I'm like ninety nine, two thousand. Like Those that's are the good be, ones. yeah. Because you said you went to see him like oh three oh four. At that point, I didn't like Slipknot. Like yeah. I was in my. You period saw of, like raw the raw <laughs> fuck you Slipknot. I saw Slipknot in ninety nine play outdoor of Alrosa yeah. with fucking Orange oh, Nine Millimeter oh, and Cold C- Chamber. Sears told me about that show. That. Dude, there were people like passing out from heat exhaustion, and they had somebody on top of the Arosa with a hose just spraying people down. I'm gonna have to ask her about that later tonight. It was awesome. I uh, Amen from like yeah, snot without Lynn Scott. Yeah, uh, and I don't know who else. I can't remember, but 
Damn. Orange Nine Millimeter. Those guys came out of some classic like Revelation Records hardcore band. I'm trying to remember. I th- yeah, I think uh, I think like the guitarists did, or so. I don't think everybody did, but a couple yeah. of them did. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> um, like Bold or Ignite or something like some early. Yeah. I don't remember. So I said this a second ago. Um, <laughs> I said uh, I like having a road there instead of Player Amphitheater. Oh yeah, yeah. And Top Golf. Have you ever been to Top Golf? I've not. I heard it's fun, it even if you don't like golf. So fucking fun. Uh, for the record, Amy, I don't think has ever hit a golf ball ever, and she beat us like nice. in in the game of Top Golf. I've never been golfing. I it have is, a lot of friends who golf. I've never been other than mini golf. <laughs> I told my story on here about walking to school with Kyle. I, thank you. I think you got the bug. Uh, I told you the story on here. Um, walking to school with Kyle and talking shit about him golfing and him yanking out a golf club and yeah, making me yeah, hit yeah. in the alley. That that was my start. And I actually went golfing a few times after that. So I have a decent idea of all right, how to yeah. line the fucking thing up. Um, Man, I was I don't think I scored like there was one game I scored zero points at top golf. Like because if you had it's like you either need to be terrible and just be barely hitting it and so it like rolls into some fucking random point thing or you need to crush it. But anything in between is is a so waste. is it like spots to hit it in? It is giant craters. Like there's holes in the earth. But you're these, like you're aiming you're not just aiming for a distance, you're aiming for like It depends. So what I figured out I went there with uh, my it's team. It's adult mini golf. Kinda. It's maxi golf. There's mini golf, there's maxi golf. <laughs> it's like golf. laser tag and then It's the best part about golf. It's just, it, for me, it's just crushing a ball. It's like going to the driving range, but then there's competition because you can score points. Because the I guess bat- that's, in my mind, top golf was just a big driving range, but it's not. It, it is, but there are games you can play. So the, if you hit it all the way to the back net and in the center, it's like 75 points, which is the highest point value of the entire area. Uh-huh. So I'll spend my entire time just crushing the ball, trying to hit the back and only score like three or four times, but I'll get 300 points. And then everybody else is like aiming for shit and getting eight points, 16 points repeatedly. But I crush a few. Uh, now, is this like adult Chuck E. Cheese? Like, do the points mean something? You missed it that time. I saw it. Uh, adult Chuck. No, it, you don't get tickets. <laughs> There's Are no- people going there like gambling like crazy on this shit? I don't fucking know, to be honest. But it's a bar and they actually have really good food as well. Huh. Um, but the first time you go, you have to pay a $5 fee to become a lifelong member. It's really weird. And then each time you go, you like type in your phone number huh. and your scores always, you know, they calculate themselves. Yeah, and yeah, yada, yeah, yada. Yeah. It's pretty fucking tight. Really quick. We got to go back to this Sonic Temple thing really quick. Just, yeah. just think about it. Yeah. Metallica twice. Right. Two different sets. I, what the fuck could the price of that be? Like how much should they, they, they had to really pay to get that. Yeah. I, I don't there. know. I mean, Metallica's played like the horseshoe before. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Uh, but I mean, you know, yeah, Metallica got pretty bad, and then they like the last couple records have been like them, you know, giving an honest, you know, try at something kind of good, but mm-hmm. it's still just kind of mediocre. But I mean, come on, I haven't seen Metallica, but I'm sure seeing Metallica is still fucking sweet. You know, I'm sure it sounds amazing, and the guys have been playing these songs for God knows how long, thirty five years. So like, of course, they're just gonna fucking nail it. I'm sure it's awesome. Uh, James Hetfield's like in rehab though, so here's hoping that he's in good in a good place. Uh, Some people go to rehab and their music sounds like shit. Yeah, well, but I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to see Metallica to see them play shit new music. I'm going to see them play fucking right. for whom the bell tolls, you know, and fucking seek and destroy. And um, 
But, you know, so you got Metallica twice, Slipknot. Let's see. There's Deftones. Dropkick Murphys. Oh, you got it. You got it. I pulled it up just now. Code Orange is on there. Power Trip. Knocked Loose. uh, Cypress Hill. Oh, yeah. Flatbush Zombies. There's more rap this year. At least a couple. Yeah. Uh, The ones that matter. I mean, dude, I would, first of all, let me just stop and go to Evanescence and Stained. Yeah, I would, I mean, I don't give a shit about Evanescence, but like, I would, I would enjoy some Stained. I'd sing that fucking Wake Me Up song. I'd sing fucking mud mud shovel. The harmonics just up and down the frets. Yeah. Beautiful. You know, there's some actually, there's some pretty fucking good songs on that record. I revisited it like three months ago. Yeah. And, uh, I forgot. There's like some good hooks. I, uh, I revisit all that shit. You actually got me vibing one day when you uh, yes. yeah fucking uh, uh, when we came when we were here last week i opened the window you as did. you pulled up and then what really got me uh doing it was i think you didn't you post it on your story or something yeah okay and you know how like when sometimes you post on a story it has like a play from spotify or some shit well i i went and listened dude that kick drum is still so relevant dude like i realize now how ahead that recording was that music that everything, everything about it yeah uh, they stayed more relevant honestly than any of the other new metal bands uh i agree they did put out some stinkers in the early 2000s but mm-hmm. they did they came back and there are a couple records like like uh i don't know seven eight years ago they're fucking ripping still it's still great stuff obsolete though you know we didn't say that out loud we were talking about obsolete yeah specifically um so far ahead of its time with the downtune riffs. Oh yeah, a specific kind of downtune riff that like almost at, in 1998 it was like Meshuga was the only band playing like that. Yep, and Deftones was just winking at heading that direction. You mean well because Deftones sing, had a thing the, where really they, low single note. They did. Um, Deftones was interesting because every record they went another step down. Yeah, that was very interesting until they were in fucking G. No, they got down to E. Did they? Yeah. I'm in G, dog. Yikes. I play in G. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, the, uh, which one is it? Diamond Eyes mm. is in, uh, E. I didn't realize that. Records, uh, might be the best Deftones record, in my opinion. Um, have we talked about that? Have we talked about the Deftones Listening Club? No, but I just, what's the, uh, the one with my own summer is that the self-titled? Uh, that's uh, no, it's, no, it's a what's that one called? God damn it, Adrenaline, and then Around the Fur. Around the Fur. That's still my favorite Deftones record. Me and my, uh, I, we got to come back to Fear Factory here in a minute. But yeah. uh, uh, just a sidebar about Deftones. I we started a thing a couple uh, last year with just my group of friends, where we decided. We all we are all bonding about around. It was mostly my band, and then a couple friends in Sierra. Uh, um, we were bonding about Deftones, about how that was like one band that like we all loved mm-hmm. and like we all adored. One of the greatest bands of all time, in my opinion. Specifically, one one of the probably top three heavy bands, and uh, that's bold. I understand that. That's a very uh, bold statement. But um, uh, so we said, Hey, let's do like a, like a, instead of a book club, let's just do like a, like a listening club. And we met once a week and we listened to a Deftones record in order. Like we started with adrenaline and we listened to a Deftones record and then we had like the Wikipedia pulled up so we could like read about the record. 
and like about the like the production and the thinking and interviews around it and stuff we had the lyrics pulled up if we needed to reference anything um and if the song had a music video we would stop the spotify and and we would watch the music video instead wow. in the middle of the record and we did this through the whole deftones catalog and we were all like taking notes and uh ranking and you know we all came in with our things you know like oh yeah my favorite is around the fur and mm-hmm. mine was like oh nothing will ever touch white pony you know that record is so special to me and we listened to this thing and we ranked them and stuff like that and like I was like, holy shit. I think that, I think Diamond Eyes is the best Deftones record. Yeah. And like, and when we put them all in context and actually discussed them, it was like a book club. It's so fun. I gotta be honest. I am kind of (laughs) jealous. I'm kind of jealous of that. Not only, not only that one, I wasn't invited. So I feel like I got some FOMO going on, but two, that was like two years ago now. Yeah. It's before we were friends, Colin. Mm -hmm. Now we're friends. We talk. Um, no, but other than that, like just having the ability to sit down and enjoy music. I generally only consume music in the car now. And if I'm at the gym running or some shit like that. Um I go crazy if I don't. You, but you do you really just make time to just sit down and just listen to music? Um I a lot of times what I'll do is after Sierra goes to bed, if uh if I'm still like up and wired, I will play uh play something mindless like like a Forza Horizon like a racing game or mm-hmm. or just like turn on a bunch of cheat codes on on GTA and just start blowing shit up you know what I mean and uh just something mindless keeping yeah. my 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 hands and eyes busy and then I'll turn on some turn on a record really loud and just listen to it while I'm playing and that's a really good way for me to take it in I also uh the times I do get to like heads down work at work I consume records then too, especially if I'm doing something that's a little bit more repetitive or something yeah. like that. But then there on weekends, sometimes like, uh, mostly with vinyl, I'll, I'll, if I have some downtime or something like that, I'll just sit on the couch and listen to a record. Man, I, I think I need to do that more. It, it is, uh, it's, it's a, it's like doing the dishes. It's a Zen thing. Yeah. I like to, uh, I got one of those. Like fuckers. when I'm like running or something like that. I love putting on new records that I haven't listened to because I'm listening so intently mm-hmm. and really diving into the album that I forget that I'm running and it, it makes me mm-hmm. just keep going. Yeah. I just, I, yeah, I, I, I have to, if I don't consume music for a while, like we were down, we were down in, uh, in Winston-Salem for the holiday and, um, and it was cool. I had a great time, but like that whole time, you know, it's just, we're kind of, everyone's just got background music on like on the alexa that's like you know 70s jams that everyone's singing along to it's like that's cool but like that griselda record came out and i was like man i really want to sit and listen to that you know but i didn't really have a chance to like sit and like listen to music it was like killing me yeah Uh, uh, in a good way because i was you know still enjoying time with family but then i got home and i was like just could not wait to just dive into to to records like that anyway back to fear factory uh such an important heavy band that is so underrated you might not like their music you might think it's overproduced because a lot of fear factory is is pretty polished pretty shiny oh, yeah. and uh and sometimes overly digitized but they i mean the part of the thing was like a god flesh kind of industrial metal thing and it works they had a couple records right that were like industrial stuff. yeah for yeah, sure yeah. and um but uh no dude i mean like they were doing the heavy heavy uh screamed verse sung chorus 
way before other bands were doing it. They were doing fucking tune to drop M, you know, uh, well, long before other bands were doing it. They were doing that, that really clicky, grindy kick drum long before other bands were doing it. Oh, and, and more, and also more so, they were, um, they were doing the synced palm mute riff to uh, this, kick drum. Yeah, the staccato breakdown shit that yeah, later. So- Metalcore would Honestly, dominate. I I always gave them credit for Chimera or Chimera for sure. Yeah, because I always felt like Chimera's music and riffs very much felt like yeah. Fear Factory, just a little more modern. Yeah, and then um, obviously vocals were were not there. But um, so you started to actually get in this. I, I was going to actually ask you like, what have you been up to since we potted last? You said you traveled to mm-hmm. North Carolina. Well, it was actually it was it was crazy. How I, long I, how long were you in North Carolina? We were there from uh, Wednesday till Sunday. Okay, yeah, that's uh, a pretty. That's a pretty long drive. You can't go there for like one day. No, I, well, I mean it's not that bad. It, uh, yeah, you can't go there for like one day. It's yeah. a six-hour drive. Uh, uh, but it's no different than going to my mom's house or you know, or Chicago from here, or Chicago or Nashville. You know, it's a it's a it's a hike, but it's it's an easy drive. And and the drive there is nice because it's like broken up. It's like Columbus to the border on thirty-three, and then it's like through West Virginia mountains. And then it's just like a little Virginia and a little North Carolina. So it's like it's broken into like two hour chunks and mm. way home. Not so much. Uh, there was a huge accident on 77 in Virginia and I had the fucking car and park on the freeway for an hour and a half, mm. like in park sitting there, had my window open. It was like, it was nice out. It was like 60 degrees and I'm like hanging out the window. I was listening to a podcast and stuff. And thank God, like, uh, Sierra's asleep. The kids were quietly playing their video games and we had a mobile hotspot going and I was listening to a podcast. It was fine, but it was just like, once we finally got moving again, we had, I had looked and I was like, we left three hours ago and we are a quarter of the way home. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I mean, it was, it was a, that was a brutal day. And then when I got home, it, it, it was just like one thing after another was going wrong. I got home and I was out running errands and, you know, my Jeep starter has been going out. That was the problem when you, when you, you had to rescue me. Yeah. Uh, and I've been, I've been prolonging the inevitable just cause I haven't had a chance to fix it. So I've been banging on it with a wrench and, uh, it's been fine. And then I was running errands and I stopped somewhere up like three or four miles from my house and, and it wouldn't start. And then friend came to, uh, jump me. And, uh, it still wouldn't start. I was getting battery. It was fine. And I, cl- and I could hear it clicking and I was like, Oh, the starter's done, done, done. And I was just like, you know what? I cannot deal with this right now. It was like 10. I, was, mm-hmm. I, I cannot do this t- tonight. I'm leaving it here. And it was, it was like in front of the, some tattoo shop uh, by Bob's bar. And, uh, I don't even know where Bob's like, bar is, uh, by Graceland. And, um, Oh yeah, yeah I know exactly. What and, but there's like, you know, it's yeah, by a bar. It's so a little strip. It's a, uh, it's by a bar. So there's like all these posted signs, like you will be towed if yeah. you park here. And I'm like, so I, I called and then like messaged on Facebook, the tattoo shop and was like, Hey, I'm the owner of the Jeep. I'm going to get it out of there in the morning. I like, I just couldn't deal. I couldn't do it tonight. I, I went up there and got it towed back to my house. I got free. I got free. Uh, to, AAA? No, uh, Verizon roadside assistance. Oh, I have free nice. towing up to 10 miles, like once or twice a year. And, uh, so I just got to tow back to my house. I'm gonna fix it this weekend, but, uh, so that was super annoying. But no, I went down to North Carolina. It was nice. Uh, drank a lot, drank too much. Uh, but, uh, you know, had a good Thanksgiving dinner, really good time hanging out with the family. Love hanging out down there. The weather was pretty nice. 
I was actually uh, giving you shit. Michigan, Michigan, or I mean, Ohio State handed out a fucking can of whoop ass to Michigan on their own I goddamn turf. I love it. I don't really, I don't really follow a lot of sports, but uh, we were we were actually in the car driving on our way to Indianapolis nice. when that game was going on, so we weren't watching it. Um, but then my wife checked in on the score, and she's like, "Oh, by the way, it's like fifty. The, the score was fifty something. Yeah, it was. I'm awesome. like, holy shit! It was a good game, though. It was an entertaining game. It wasn't like. Did you actually watch it? Yeah, it wasn't oh, okay. like a, a just a straight ass beating like we do often. Yeah. You know, it was a it was a well fought game. Um, going back to the driving real quick, did you, um, did you oh, ever, yeah. have you ever driven to like, like, uh, Florida, for example? Uh, no, nah, not that far. I, not, not, not since I was a kid. What's the, what's the furthest just straight drive you've done? Uh, furthest straight drive I have done, like as an adult with kids? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, yeah, I guess that's fine. Or as an adult in general. Uh, I think I drove. Oh no, I drove to New Jersey. It's uh, about ten hours, right? Yeah, it was yeah something like that. Yeah. But uh, the two thirds of it is on the Pennsylvania Turnpike, so you have to go fifty five. Yeah, and I was by myself, and it was brutal. So the longest drive I made solo was when I drove back from Manhattan, uh, and it was in a snowstorm. Ooh. So I was going like 30 most of the fucking way. And I remember going, I was just so tired. I'm like, you know, 13 hours into this trip that's not supposed to take 13 hours. And I was like, I got to pull over. And I really had no concept of where I was. This was long before phones and GPS and all that bullshit. I mean, I'm sure it were GPS, but it was not affordable to me. Yeah. I just knew um, I had the fucking MapQuest printouts and I was following it, right? I pull over, sleep for about three hours at the fucking rest stop. I get back on 70 or whatever, and I'm coming in, and all of a sudden I see Bryce Road. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I was that close. I was at that rest stop that's like, I don't know, 10 to 15 minutes outside of 270, off 70, and that's where I stopped to sleep. I'm such a dick. Well, I, I was so mad when I like I got back on the road, and all of a sudden, here's everything that I know. I'm like man, I just could have fucking went home, slept in my futon. Yeah, because um, I Whoa. have that. That's really funny. Yeah, and then we we made a uh, twelve hour straight drive with Kyle. I went to Florida with Kyle one time, and we had a similar situation on the way back. Hundred percent dead stop traffic again. This is before Ugh. phones, GPS, all that bullshit. Um, but when I heard that you were stopped immediately, <laughs> immediately, calling maps. Immediately, I had. Uh, I was like, oh. Well, this is my chance to be passive aggressive. Well, Colin, uh, because I use Waze, I'm blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I was using Waze. I was like, bitch, we were using yeah. Waze. I'm, I'm you're impressed. You're in the middle of fucking no. And you, but you're leaving out the key detail is your, your response was, was so much meaner than the other stuff. <laughs> it you was were not like, mean. you're like, you're like, I always, I always figured you were an Apple Maps guy. Okay. And I was like, no. Here's Everybody knows Apple Maps sucks. Apple Maps does suck. Uh, here's the thing. Waze is owned by Google. I just assume that you're either an Apple or an Android person in general, holistically. And Google owns Android. So I assumed either nah. Apple or Google. I, I, I'm, I am an Apple fanboy, as we all know. But I am pretty device agnostic. Uh, I mean, I have a Nest. That's Google. That is. I have a Gmail. I, I, you don't, you're not emailing me at iCloud.com. 
or iMac.com. Who you know what? Who doesn't have a fucking Gmail? I'm I'm blown away when I have to like email somebody and it's not a Gmail. But and also, I don't know if you know this, but Yahoo has Ymail. Really? Oh yeah. Those motherfuckers they have a domain that's called Ymail. It, you might actually it might actually be interchangeable where you can um email them, you know, so and so at Yahoo or at Ymail. It might be uh, interchangeable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the motherfuckers have Ymail. That's I was funny. like, have you no class? That's funny. Ask Jeeves mail. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know what's crazy? is like I've been reminiscing about old internet a lot lately. We have uh, – we do this thing like at work where somebody puts up like a fun fact for the week um, on this whiteboard and nobody put one up. So yesterday I was sitting there and one of my coworkers came over and he goes, shit, man. Like this is weird. I have nothing to do. And, like, all the cards that he was supposed to work on, like, development-wise, they all fell through and had to be pushed to the next sprint. So he's, like – and being that I'm the product uh, owner and product manager, uh, he's, like, should I move on to something else? And he's asking me, and I said, won't you fucking go over there and put a fun fact up? Like, we don't have a fun fact. Put a fun fact up. And he's, like, I don't know what to put. And then it made me – it reminded me of when I was young. I was, like – I want to say I was, like, maybe somewhere 15 through 17 – and I ran a, a, a Yahoo GeoCities website. Nice. Um, which I think I've mentioned on this podcast before. Yeah, but we talked about it maybe a month ago. Yeah. And um, so I, I told him the story. Funny, I'm like, It's funny you said Yahoo GeoCities. I'm old enough to remember when it was just GeoCities. Well, if you're old enough, There are so many gnats in here. There really are. I didn't see any of these gnats when we were having Trash band practice. have a lid on. It typically does, but... It doesn't right now. Sorry. Anyway, sorry. You had a GeoCities. Uh, yeah, so I had a GeoCities, and, and I explained this to them, and I said, oh, when I was like 15 or 17 or whatever, I used to run a website, and one of the things on the website was we always put a fun fact up, but it had a dark undertone because the name of the website was Dismal Minds. So I felt like it needed a fun fact, but it had to have a dark undertone. So he's like, well, give me an example. Like, what are some facts that you used to have up there? And I'm like, well, I used to put like... One of them was like the number of the average number of people that choke to death per year from chewing on ballpoint pens. It was like weird shit like that. Like I would find the stats on this shit. Yeah. One, another one was um, the average number of people per year that died from shaking vending machines and they'd fall on them and kill them, crush them. Yeah. So it was like shit like that. So he's like, well, I'm not going to put that up there. But he put up there that Jeff ran a website when he was 15 that was like the fun fact for the week i'm like get out of here nobody cares about that that's funny did you ever have an angel fire website no i uh that was like the competitor to GeoCities. really angelfire.com but it was always funny because if you typed angle fire so if you spelled it wrong it was a porn site that's still the fucking <laughs> that is still like that is the biggest thing like i'll go to type something and if i type it one letter off it takes you to some random ass website and then of course i have to go in and clear my history and my cookies for the past hour because i don't i don't want to like type you know, oh my god you know how it, pre, it pre-populates shit so you type like a and it's like i know what you want and it fills in the rest of the website and i'm like no no that was the one i fucked up i don't want that one so i have to clear that shit. i've often thought about how uh guys our age uh, maybe a little older but like i would say if you are 35 40 or under as a as a dude who mm-hmm. grew up in the early days of the internet as a teenager, we are the ones who are who who really know how to erase ourselves from the internet. Yeah, <laughs> we we really know how. Like we 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 are a weird generation that is really good at covering up our fucking internet tracks. 
Well, I, I've said this before on the podcast as well. We I learned a, all the early hoops. I have a VPN <laughs> for when I'm doing weird shit on the internet. I gotta like I connect my VPN, and certain programs won't run unless it detects that the VPN is running through Ethernet four or whatever, and then it will shut down. For example, there are certain you got a fucking porn matrix in your house. No, I got I got <laughs> I got no like Minority Report <laughs> like with the big fucking glass window. Uh, no, I just you know rather safe than sorry. No, yeah, I get it. Safe than sorry. So what else have you been up to the past week? I know you said uh, you you know you did that. You went I, to holiday. I also, bef- the day before that I had a, a business trip and a day trip to Milwaukee and that was pretty brutal. I had, like, oh man, I, I have a we. You should you know what anytime that you go places we should like visit people. Do you do you not do that? Like I I have a hard time going somewhere that I know somebody lives and not visiting that them. That Ben dude? Yeah. Uh Goodlands tattoo. Yeah. Uh and also I found out that day that my cousin lives in Milwaukee. I didn't realize he did. And his uh, and it was funny because I wouldn't have been able to hang out with anybody because we got there, had breakfast, did a couple things had a meeting and then went right back to the airport. So I didn't have like any time to hang out, but I texted my aunt and I was like, Hey, I'm close to you because she lives like 45 minutes away. I was like, I'm close to you. I'm in Milwaukee in uh, for the day. And she's like, she's like, we're actually headed up to Milwaukee for the day. And it was funny because I didn't have time to hang out or see anybody, but it was like just funny and random in that way. So yeah, I did that. I went to Milwaukee and back on Tuesday and then, and then immediately went on vacation on Wednesday. So it was a, it's been a fast paced week. So do you always go to somebody's house for Thanksgiving or do you ever host? We, uh, hosted Thanksgiving a couple of years ago, but again, then our house is just the place. It wasn't like we were doing it. Like I didn't make the turkey. Have you ever? I have not. Have okay. you? I have. <laughs> and I'm going to share a story about the first time I fucking cooked a turkey because it's a very, uh, it it shows how unprepared I was. So I mentioned that my brother was moving to Florida, and so it was, and he was preparing to move on like January first or second. So we already knew that like Thanksgiving and Christmas were not going to be at his house. So I'm like, okay, well I'll take Thanksgiving. That's cool. Um, I get the shit. I uh, start trying to cook the bird. Um, I get it in the pan. I'm doing the whole thing. We're basting it. All that good shit. And then at one point I look and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like there's something here that I it's foreign. It's not part of the turkey. I don't understand what this is. And it had this like <laughs> it it had this uh like little metal thing around and I was like, it's like a plastic cap. I can't keep cooking this with this plastic cap on here because it's gonna fucking cook, I don't know, plastic into the turkey. Something's gonna happen. Yeah. So I'm trying to get this thing off of the like turkey leg. I later discovered it's the fucking bone. It's the bone. <laughs> but I I went as far I went as far as I'm panicking, right? Oh my god. I'm panicking because people are starting to they're about to show up. I know that they're getting close. I'm like, I gotta get this plastic cap off of here. It, like if it is like really dry and clean, it does look like plastic. There's a yeah, there's a piece of bone that I am convinced is plastic. <laughs> so I get the fucking turkey out of the oven. I'm like, I'll just put the fucking thing back in there. I gotta take it out. And I'm trying to get this off, and I can't. I've got every kitchen gadget, squeezy, grippy thing I can. I'm trying to get this off. I can't. I went out to the garage and got a pair of pliers. Are you fucking serious? Dead fucking serious. 
and I'm, I got pliers on this thing that I think is plastic and I'm twisting and pulling and I'm like, this will not come off. I just picture you panicking about like, I was panicking. I was fucking panicking. And finally I was like, is that the bone? And so like, then I go into Google mode and I'm like Googling like, uh, turkey bone. And like, I'm going crazy trying to get this. And yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the bone. So then whoever eats the turkey legs, like, why is this one all fucking chewed Dude, up? It was fucked <laughs> up. It had all, you know, cause the plier got those like grippy teeth and I'm wrenching on it and it slipped. So it's, it's got chunks taken out of the bone. Dude, it was bone. That is so funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm a dick. So, so, what did you do for Thanksgiving this year? This year, I uh, we stayed at home. Um, we didn't, you know. <laughs> lately, what we've been doing is going to my in-laws' place. A um, lot going on out there, so they were not having anything, and so I assumed my other brother was having something. But to be honest, like that—that's like a 50-minute drive, and yeah. we just were like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not doing anything. We're gonna stay at home. We had a small turkey breast, um, just cause only Hayden and myself and my daughter actually eats meat too. Um, you know, we ate some of that, got all the normal shit, scallop, potatoes, you know, rolls, biscuits, turkey, all the shit, right? All the normal shit. Yeah. Pumpkin pie. Um, and then I felt like such a dick. I dropped a phone off at my mom's house and I said, and I just assumed she was going to my brother Joe's, Right. I said, so uh, what'd you end up doing for Thanksgiving? She said, nothing. Oh, man. Dude, I literally, my stomach dropped. I was like, you didn't, you didn't go to Joe's? And I don't, I don't know if I said this on there before, but his wife is out of town right now because her son, um, who's been in like the war and shit like that, he's experiencing a lot of like physical symptoms. He sure. can't walk right now because of things that happened in the war, like certain chemical like warfare or some shit. Crazy. Yeah, crazy shit. So she's been in California dealing with that. So for that reason, he didn't have Thanksgiving either. And he's – they've had like every uh, holiday there. So yeah. my mom's gone there for the past like three years. So I just assumed, and that's a bad on my part, because then fucking just left mom with nowhere to go. And I mean – and she's also not the type of person to like reach out and be like, hey, I got nowhere to go. Like, yeah. So I felt really bad once she told me that. I'm like, well – we just stayed at home and did a small thing. I think I'm going to try and do something to make it up. I'm going to take her out to, you know, lunch or dinner. Yeah, or I something. mean, it's also cool. I mean, I get that. That makes sense. And I would feel terrible too. But I'm sure your kids will remember growing up like, hey, yeah, remember that year we just like did like a family Thanksgiving? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like those are memorable things, I think. Yeah. Tonight I brought home a pumpkin pie. Nice. Because can never have too much of that. I see. I, I'm – I I – I do like it now. It's, uh, but I have not, I did not like pumpkin pie until just like a couple of years ago. Just pumpkin filling, pumpkin flavor was never my thing. You know, I don't like the PSL and, Man. uh, and, um, we're not vibing right now. I don't like pumpkin spice things. I don't like pumpkin stuff in general. I don't like pumpkin beers. Sorry. Sorry, dude. You can meet me in the DMs. Um, you know but, how people say like they're take you're taking your hood pass and shit like that. I'm taking your white guy card. <laughs> I'm pulling your white guy card. That's fine. That's fine. Um, and uh, but I do all of it. I buy every pumpkin thing I can. Pumpkin pu- Cheerios. Pumpkin fucking uh, frosted mini wheats. Well, what changed me on the pumpkin pie at least is uh, pumpkin pudding cake. Mm. Have you ever had that? No. It's like you should have brought it for me tonight. 
Well, I don't have it right now. Well, why not? <laughs> I don't. Uh, it's 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 like a you make it in like a casserole dish. So you might give me a white card back because this is a pretty white thing. Uh, you make it in a casserole dish, and it's like pumpkin pie filling and some other spices and stuff. I don't know. And then you put like uh, yellow cake mix like on the top, mm. and it like and you put it in the oven. And it like caramelizes. Cr- crusts into like it's like it's like uh yeah kind of but like kind of like uh coffee cake ish kind oh. of texture and it's just like it ta- it's like a it's like a sweeter more kind of uh the pumpkin is a big part of it but it's more balanced it's not like mm. pumpkin pie is just like pumpkin you know what i mean well, starbucks uh they do the pso every year every year i drink a fuck ton of them uh this was the first year that they had the pumpkin cold foam cold brew I'm told that was. I'm told is they, they it's gone now. It's gone now. I'm told it was good and that I should try Amazing. it. I just I, to give you to give you like just to put it in context or perspective for you. So last year, I probably drank six pumpkin spice lattes a week. <laughs> uh, that's not a joke. Like for the entire season from day one that they because the day that they announce it, I'm there. I probably drank six a week until they were gone. And then at a certain point, uh, even if they have syrup left, they're told they can't they can't uh, sell them anymore. I made friends with somebody who gave me a whole bottle of syrup around f- fucking like December or January. So like it was a lot of fucking syrup, right? It was a brand new thing of syrup. I love them. This year, I had two. Hmm. Because it was nothing but the cold foam, cold brew. You know why? It's because, like, you have to really, really like pumpkin spice to like the pumpkin spice latte. It's a heavy, very pumpkin drink. The cold brew was actually just vanilla cold brew, and the foam on top was infused with pumpkin and then sprinkled nutmeg or pumpkin spice on top. So you're just getting a little bit of that flavor with the fucking— Exactly. You get to, like—it's the aromatic— Oh, aspect of it, like you smell it every time, and you know you taste and smell and yada yada, all that bullshit. Um, yeah, I fucking drink a lot of them. But when it comes to like pumpkin donuts, pumpkin Cheerios, pumpkin pop tarts, like it doesn't matter. I eat everything pumpkin for the entire pumpkin season. And did you know that most pumpkin things are actually made with squash? Hmm. It, it's like like ten percent are made with pumpkin. Interesting. It's a huge deficit. A pumpkin, a pumpkin is just a kind of squash, though, right? It is. Or is it a, is a gourd? It, gourd? Is gourd the bigger? Is, is gourd squash pumpkin? I don't know. Gourds look like dicks. <laughs> Pumpkins look like balls. What is the species and what is the genus and what is the... You know, the, I think a pumpkin's a fruit because the seeds are on the inside. Well, uh, you, uh, it grows on a vine mm-hmm. and not in the ground. Yeah, and the seeds are on the When inside. it comes to fruits and veggies and legumes and things, I I, I am stupid. Yeah, because cucumbers I'm, are fruit. Well, this shit can be disputed. So I'm gonna. <laughs> this shit can be disputed. It can. Take your earrings out. And <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, I actually did a volunteer event today. Um, I went to look at you and being I, a good person. I'll show you why I made this connection just now. So it's a uh, place out in Westerville. I'm not even gonna name the place just because. There's no point, but it's a, um, it's a place in Westerville. It's not just like a pantry. They actually, they have a motto that's like, uh, uh, what the fuck is it? 
help you up, not a or they give you a hand up, not a hand out, some shit like that. It's like they want to they want to basically help you get back on your feet. They don't want you to feel like you're receiving charity, yada yada. Um, but we did a thing where we were uh, sorting and whatever all the food. So like, there's these huge boxes piled up with just canned goods and things like that, and then you have to sort them. Dude, I I don't know what to say. Like, maybe the corporate world has made me more organized, but when I was looking at their way, there there was there was no organizational system. So I'm looking at all these sort bins, and I'm like, there's nothing tying these together. There's I want to say there's 25 to 30 different bins. They're not alphabetical. They're not by type of food. They're nothing. You just have to know where the shit is. So it was fucking chaos. And me and my – we did it as like a, a team for a coworker thing. Um, so me and my coworkers were talking like, wow, I kind of want to just like donate my time to come back there and fix their shit. I just want to organize their shit so it runs more efficiently because they told us today that um, as far as like getting the stuff out and sorting it and breaking these like packs down, that's not like a drug thing, breaking the packs down. <laughs> Jesus, man, who am I? Uh, who's breaking these packs down, right? Uh, they told us that we were some of the most efficient people they ever had. And I'm like, yeah, now just think if we came in here and organized your shit. <laughs> so, um, but we disputed several things. We're like, okay, SpaghettiOs, what is that? Where does that go? Does it go in fucking soup? You know, I remember as a kid loving SpaghettiOs. And then anytime I ever get them and make them for my kids, because my kids love them. Mm-hmm. But I just like when I dump those things in the bowl and when I put it in the microwave, it turns your stomach a little bit. And then when I take a bite, it's like, yeah, I I taste like what I liked as a kid. But it's just like, this is fucking gross. Especially when there's like those little, little, little tiny meatballs, little, little peepee franks in them. And uh, the little, little, the uh, ones with the hot dogs. Oh, I don't, I never got this. Just got those weird little. I don't think I've ever had those in my life gross they're little tiny gross hot dog yeah uh things i call them little peepees uh i don't know they just look like little weird gross things and uh anyway it's why did i just go in this weird hole of and and you pulled your arms in like a a fucking (laughs) t-rex And you were just doing a hand thing that was like oh, right. It's just so gross to right me. Here. I don't know. It just it's like I just I don't know. It just grosses me out. Yeah, you want to you want to ball up like an armadillo. Uh, also, gross. Speaking of just groceries, groceries, groceries. Man, if my kids were here, they'd be dying. That's a good one. Groceries, um, killing them with the dad jokes. I was at the grocery store yesterday. Did you know there's like a fucking uh, Sour Patch Kids breakfast cereal? Yeah. I've had all of them. I've had the Sour Patch Kids. Uh, there's some other breakfast cereals um, just, of candy as well. I I understand candy cereal. I understand. We passed me one. Yeah, I understand candy cereal. I understand uh, sweet. I just the idea of I because Sour Patch Kids are like one of my favorite candies in the world, and I and I just picturing that flavor in milk. Is so gross to me. Just the thought of it is so gross to me. They're they're not, and I agree. Milk should have nothing to do with sour, and it doesn't. 
It doesn't. I they don't. don't. I can. I they. They're more like in the vein of Fruit Loops. See, I could deal with that. I don't know. I got a question. It's a this or that. <laughs> Fruit Loops or tricks? Fruit Loops. Tricks are terrible. Are you fucking kidding I me? Hate, hate tricks. Hate tricks. I hate Fruity Pebbles too. I don't fuck with Fruity Pebbles. I don't like See, the. I, they're in the same category to me as well, far as for me, fruit flavor. It's it's what it's how the fruit is being delivered to your mouth. That. And and Fruity Pebbles and Rice Krispies for that matter. If they're not baked in a pan with marshmallow cream, like fuck, get the fuck out of here. I like Rice Krispies. What? Fruity Pebbles, nah. Uh, Cocoa Pebbles? Nope. Yeah, I don't like pebbles. That's what it is. I don't like any of the pebble, pebbly foods. <laughs> oh, I'm lying. I fucking love grape nuts. Uh, That's some old guy shit right there. Yeah, I mean. I have always loved them, though. I was on Wick as a kid, so we had grape nuts, we had checks, we had kicks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I fucking love kicks. It was all those semi-sweet cereals. Kid tested. Uh, mother approved. <laughs> uh, I'm a Frosted Flakes guy. That's really? my shit. I'm Raisin Bran. I, I know you don't like pebbles. Uh, ra- raisin Bran. Flakes. Yeah, it's, it's flakes with raisins. Yeah. Uh, where would we go? Oh, 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 Fruit Loops for sure. Uh, because it's 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 Fruit Loops taste like sugar. Tricks taste like fake fruit. Oreos or chocolate chip cookies? Chocolate chip cookies by a long shot. Man, we are just... That's okay. We're different people. I, 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 <laughs> we would never fight over sweets. I like I, I like Oreos in moderation. Like, I'll have, like, three or four. I'm not the kind of person I'll sit and eat a row of them. I eat a row. I know. I, the, I, the, most way people I, the way I look at it is there are three servings in a pack. <laughs> and, it's true. And what I say, and it's like, it could be misconstrued, but I'm like, all right, I'm about to get this glass of milk, and I'm about to do a line. That's, uh, that's that's how yeah that's yeah. how I, that's how no, dude Sierra, a lot of drug references on this pod tonight. Sierra, Sierra loves loves Oreos too, and I'm but I like I'm not like a like a Oreos like in ice cream. I'm just I, I am chocolate chip cookies, so, especially if there's a little extra salt in them, mm. and if they are if they're cooked like Subway cooks them, you know where it's yeah, like yeah. it should have been in the oven for another five solid minutes. I made cookies last night, chocolate chip. There you go. They were fucking delicious. Um, that being said. I can't eat Oreos. First thing I learned to cook. Really? Like, that wasn't like macaroni and cheese or something. Grilled cheese is mine. Okay, okay, okay. First thing that was involved with a recipe that I learned to cook. Mm. I used to use the recipe on the back of the Toll House. Uh, uh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or we had, I know we had, like, we had, it was like, it was cut off of a pack. Yeah. And it was like, it was laminated in my mom's cookbook. Hell Yeah. People don't people don't make cookbooks like that anymore. Anyway, uh, Oreos, real quick. Um, I can't eat them without milk. I have. I'm the guy that I hold them in the milk and I periodically squeeze it. And when I feel it's like the right mushy, where like any more and it's gonna <sighs> fall apart, <sighs> and then I pop it in and I just gum that bitch to get. All right, to here's death. a here's a. Oh god, <laughs> so gross. This this is this is a this is a peek into Colin's brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, my quirks is oh my god soggy shit kills me no shit oh my god i can't i mean if i'm eating cereal and it's getting soggy as i'm eating it yeah it's it's okay soggy by the time i'm done eating it and 
but like I know people that you know I've had family members who like pour a bowl of cereal and set it down on the table and just let it sit for a minute. Well, it depends on the cereal. You have to do that with grape nuts. Again, if you've had grape nuts, you understand that until they get soggy, it's like eating rocks. (laughs) Like you don't want to shit out a non-moist grape nut. Like, oh man, that's crucial. And you know that shit's gonna that's that's gonna keep things nice and tough. You know Dude, I mean. could, I'm gonna. I'm about to get some great notes on the way home. That's, but, that's how much I'm feeling them right now. But uh, now, uh, no, I can't do soggy shit. I can't. I don't like. I don't like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You know why? Because of PTSD from them being in like a lunch, and then like the bread being soggy with jelly. Oh my god, that grosses me out. Can I tell you something weird? The first peanut butter and jelly sandwich I ever had was as a fucking full-grown adult. <laughs> I, I might have been like 30. I'd never had a peanut butter and jelly together. I'd only had peanut butter or jelly. And like the thought of putting those two things together just weirded me out, and I never did. And the first time I ever had one, I went to the zoo with Mark and Carly. And Carly, being the fantastic mom she is, packed food and snacks. And we like left the zoo and ate snacks and then went back in the zoo. And I had a fucking peanut butter. And I was like, man, I was kind of missing out. These are these slap. <laughs> yeah, I don't like them. Uh, I do. I did hear, though, that the the ace way to make them so you don't get soggy bread is to put peanut butter on both sides first. Put the jelly in the fucking middle. Damn. I just you remember that. when we used to talk about life hacks. That's one. There it is. That's a life hack. Also, I had an Uncrustable the other day. I was going there. Were you? Let me ask you this question. Is an Uncrustable, and this is for anybody who's listening. I would love to hear feedback on this one. Is an Uncrustable a sandwich or a ravioli? Ooh. Um, <laughs> it damn. is a bread it's encased. It is. It's, it's, it's goods encased in gluten. That's true. So by that same thought process... <laughs> Isn't it really just a non-cooked hot pocket? It's a, it's a, it's a lukewarm pocket. A lukewarm a, a, pocket. A room temperature pocket. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot of things that could be. You're right though. It even has that like press. It's like pinched. It's a pot pie. As well. Or a calzone. A calzone! <laughs> a peanut butter and jelly but calzone. I, I, I honestly think. Let me, let me stop you. Oh, yeah. We don't, let's not discuss that anymore yeah, because that's I'm it. sorry. That's it. I wonder if you fried an uncrustable. Mm. We're putting an uncrustable like in the oven. Oven crustable. Like butter it a little bit. Put it in the oven. You could crust it up that way. It, there'd be no more. It un. would literally it'd be a crustable. It, okay. <laughs> so then it wouldn't be a calzone because that's a crust. A calzone is a pizza that's surrounded by crust. See, right. I, I'm I'm happy to debate this with you, but I feel like. It's a peanut butter and jelly calzone. But it, the bread is uncooked, just like a ravioli. Brings me back to the beginning. No, fuck that. You don't boil an Uncrustable to, to prepare it to eat. You just set That's that true. bitch out in the That's room for a little while. That's true. That's true. I had a, uh, I was feeling like shit the other day. And the first one I had, my wife was like, hey, do you want an Uncrustable? And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. And so she brought one up and put it on the nightstand. You're like, for real, it's a sandwich without the crust? (laughs) I was like, I was like, oh, this is weird. And then I, she said, you have to let it sit out for a little bit and like thaw. They're in the freezer. I'm like, what? 
Okay, so I let it sit there for a little bit. I'm like taking a nap. I wake up, bust it open, and it's still pretty fucking cold. Like the outside had fluffed. It was like so fluffy. Yeah. And then I bit into it, and the peanut butter was still freezing cold. Dude. And it was a, it was a super strange experience, <laughs> but I, f- I fucked with it. It was. It's it was funny awesome. too because you know as a. Uh, We've gotten Uncrustables for years uh, for – I don't like them. I, I, I mean I don't like peanut butter and jelly. So, um, But, you know, the kids love those things. And so we've learned to make them quick and you could throw them in the microwave. But it's crazy because if you – because you just pop up on one side of the bag. So, you know, so you keep it in the bag and you put it in the microwave. But it's like – it's you can only do it for like, I don't know, 12 or 13 seconds or something <laughs> like that. And if it's like one, two, too little – it's like that. It's like a brick yeah. in the middle of like nice soft bread. I kind of they make this it. shit in a lab. You know what I mean? They design this shit in a lab. Yeah, and it's got all the perfect chemicals and 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 stuff to make it just go fluffy. And uh, but uh, but if you do it like one second too long, it's like molten lava. And I, I there's <laughs> multiple multiple times like my kids like will take a bite of it's still fluffy on the outside, yeah. and you take a bite and they're screaming. <sighs> yeah, don't that, microwave don't microwave uncrustables put them out on the counter like you're supposed to yeah just set that bitch on the apparently i i mean set it on your nightstand i gotta be honest like i'm thinking like <laughs> just figure you waking up like yeah can, is that not the best thing ever like you leave yourself presents like you oh it's it's 12 30 i'm gonna go upstairs and for bed and then like i leave myself an uncrustable and then when i wake up at 3 30 i'm like oh uncrustable in yeah. the night, in the drawer. How, I, how about that? Like you bust open your <laughs> nightstand drawer. I, I will say, yeah, you know, I've gotten home drunk and thought to myself before, like, I'm going to bring a big ass glass of water to bed. And then like, you know, you, you, you wake up at three or four in the morning, got it. And you're just like, you sit up. And oh just yeah. Like, oh fuck. Yeah. Drunk yeah. Colin was thinking about me. I've talked about this before as well. Liquid IV. Right? Do you remember me talking about that? Didn't you make me drink that? Oh fuck yeah, I did. Your birthday <laughs> night. Your birthday night. You're like drink. I like I said like that memory is like a brief flash in Kyle's scion. It's just like it's like yeah. I just remember being there for a second, and that's it. It's like a picture. Yeah, it's because I uh, remember nothing else. It it basically like you put it in 16 ounces of water, and then it triples the hydration as if you drank three bottles of water. So it is. I keep it on deck all the time. Like it's, it's my fucking hangover cure. Pedialyte. Kinda. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, with Pedialyte, you gotta actually consume all the liquid. With this, it's, you're consuming less liquid, so there's less pee, but it's the high, it absorbs into your body as if you consumed three bottles of water. I saw a tweet the other day that somebody was like, I saw a mom giving their kid Pedialyte the other day, and then I, it dawned on me that, oh yeah, it's not just a hangover cure. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Let's uh, let's talk about some music real quick because a lot of fucking good music came out and I put two records to talk about on the board and I saw you put a record to talk about and they're all hip hop. Yeah, I got I got one to talk about that's not though. What? Go just go. No. Let's let's talk about well, no, the, no, the let's, outlier let's, first. Let's, uh, were you a fan were you ever a fan of Disembodied? Uh, Martyr AD. Not re- yes, Martyr AD, yes. So you know Disembodied yes. was uh, like three fifths of Mart or four fifths of Martyr AD or something. Like this is basically the same band, and uh, they put out some really fucking um, influential records in the late nineties. 
uh, early 2000s and uh, metalcore. Uh, like Code Orange's I Am King wouldn't mm-hmm. exist if Disembodied didn't exist. I mean, the record's like a updated version of it. Anyway, speaking of updated versions, excuse me, Will Putney just remixed and remastered their first couple records. And they put it out as like a compilation uh, record last Friday. I had no idea that was happening. And I was like looking on Spotify release radar and it was like disembodied, forget me. And I was like, what? And I like, and it's a disembodied comma Will Putney, like his name, like a yeah. rap producer was like next to the band name. And yeah, but like, Will Putney's not a rap producer. I know, but it was, this, I, I know. I, I just wanted to, I want to clarify. Yes, 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 yes. But it was put there like, uh, fucking, uh, DJ Khaled or, uh, what's his name? Um, did like, who's the, the big trap guy, the big pop trap guy, uh, I can't remember his name. Anyway, but it's like, you know, his comma, his thing. Yeah. And uh, I was like, what is this? And I listened and it like sounds so much better. It was, it's like the way it should have sounded. So you, you weirdly segued and I was going to ask like, Hey, did you pick up anything during Black Friday, Cyber Monday? Cause one thing I picked up was the Will Putney plugin for guitar. I got the STL Tones Will Putney plugin. Nice. I was going to I I looked it up because you told me about it. Yeah. And I was like, shit, man. It's disgustingly heavy. Oh, no, it was 90 on Black Friday. Nice. Nice. So, I snagged that. Um and I actually also picked up a new um interface. Mm. So my interface that I had was a Steinberg interface. Uh USB 2.0, which is pretty common if you don't have a Mac with a Thunderbolt and shit like that, Firewire, shit like that. Um, but Personas, Macs are all USB-C now. Yeah. So Personas put out a whole studio series of USB-C at NAM, right? And I was kind of like watching it because I use Studio One 4 Pro, which is a Personas product. And so I don't know. I can't explain it. I have like – I have a really good computer – a decent interface, uh, really good computer like uh, monitors and shit. And like even then, every once in a while, I would get like, I don't know, noise or dropout that I just didn't think I should get. But I kind of always chalked it up to, okay, I'm running this huge RAM resource program. I'm running VST plugins. I'm doing all this shit. It recorded. It just dropped off monitoring for just a hair, right? Um, so I just got a USB-C. And I actually have a C port on the back of my um, computer. It's not like an A, you know, like a C to A or anything like that. Um, but I have a C port. Did I plug that thing tonight? I thought I had zero latency before. I realize now I'm experiencing zero latency. And it sounds so good. And I got the Putney plug in and I got some new drum software. I nice. am ready to fucking go. You know, I'm so I, excited. I was having an issue uh, a couple weeks ago with my interface and my Mac. I don't know what's going on. And so let me say, when I say Macs are all USB-C now, uh, I'm not saying that's a good thing because Apple can't get their fucking shit together and decide what port they want to use. Yeah. So with the current Macs, the current MacBooks, everything is dongles. You have to use dongles for fucking everything. Drives me crazy. Anyway, I was having latency issues, but it was progressive. It was like, it was like as I was recording something, it would slowly get like the, more the, and more. the delay would get wider and wider Interesting. and I like I closed logic I unplugged the thing I plugged it back in I I you know unpaired or not unpaired it but like I like I threw out the driver you know got everything restart my computer did it again 
I've not been able to recreate the problem. I don't know what happened, but uh, uh, it was I don't know. But mine mine is trusty. It's my dad's old one. Uh, he let me borrow it once, and then I never gave it back. You and, stole it, and then he that's got literally the definition of stealing. And then he got a new one, and then I said, "Do you want this back?" And he said, "No, I got a new one." Um, it's a Tascam. Uh, it's older. It's a USB eight hundred. Or something like that. I have a uh, Tascam 16 by 8. Uh, and, but it's good. This is the funny thing. This is, I'm, this, this is embarrassing because you're saying all this stuff like latency and, and monitoring and, and I, I, I'm glazing over. You're using words like speakers. No, 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 and- no, no, no. That's, then <laughs> this is the difference between you and me. You've got a rack with a Kemper and a bunch of fucking things with lights that go like this and, Wow, that's been a while since I've done that shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I just not that way. I just give me a fucking tube amp and a big cab and I'll make it loud and noisy. And I mean, you were the one who got me into fucking getting a, or, you know, you gave me that noise gate. You know, you're the, you're the one who got me into that. Yeah. Even like, oh wow, I can actually mute my guitar without it making, you know, <laughs> and, uh, but it's funny because, I was trying to dial in a good tone on my Mac the other day with this thing. And I was like, why is there so much noise? And I look and the, the, the gain on the input was like all the way up, not all the way up, but it was like cranked. And then I was like, wow, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Because then I thought, (laughs) holy shit, the first Maranatha EP and the, the two songs I did with on this split. So the, Eight songs I recorded at home. I was, I was like going meticulously cutting out chunks of sound and you can hear in certain parts when I'm feeding the guitar back. It's like, and it was all because of that gain knob. So I'm going to turn you on to an amazing guitar VST plugin that's free. I released records that people listened to and liked. And I had the gain knob fucking cranked on my USB interface that made the guitars sound like garbage. And I didn't realize it was user error. Sorry. VSD plugin. We call that. I can't a, believe it. I, I saying it out loud. It like hurts my, my own feelings. We call that a pebcac error. <laughs> Problem exists between keyboard and chair. <laughs> That's a very complicated uh, acronym for a... Or you can also call it an ID10T error. And if you were to write that down, you'd see that the one zero for the 10 is like an IO. So you're spelling idiot, oh. ID10T. Or you could just say, you're a fucking idiot. That's true, but you don't want to always offend these people. I said these people. Like like I was talking about a specific group of people. I'm talking even, about you. Even, <laughs> even like... I'm just, I just suck at this stuff because I, you know, I make my, I make my guitar and stuff sound like the way I, I want it to sound. I'm going to, I'm going to turn you onto a VST plugin right now. Yes. And I'm going to say it on air. So in case you forget, you can refer back to this and go get it. It is modeled after a real amp. It's called the emissary. I've got it. You got one or two. I don't know. You got to get two. Okay. Emissary one was amazing. It was, it was the one that I used several times. Two, rebuilt from the ground up. I actually think, uh, who the fuck released it? They may have partnered with a large company like STL Tones or someone like that. I can't remember who, but they partnered with a 
larger company known for simulation, you know, VSTs and things like that. And they redid it from the ground up. And Emissary 2 is awesome. Tight. And they, I can get you a, a free um, plug-in for a like a noise gate as well. It's called the Effector Silencer. You know, uh, even, uh, I think Logic actually has some really good uh, it really does. Uh, noise gates built in. But this was something that it's when you, when I was playing like or like when I was ring out guitar, you would hear it. You know, it's when I wouldn't want a noise gate. Right. And... I don't know. It's embarrassing, and I can't even believe I said it out loud. And uh, so, because even I don't six months ago, a year ago, I don't know. I we were at our practice space. We were playing, and Daryl was like, "Why is your gain so high on your amp?" And I was like, "I don't know. It's just the way I've always played." That's the thing. I'm a drummer. You know, I just picked up a guitar, <laughs> and I just was like, "I want it to be loud and low." You know, like I play drums. Do you try and, to do you try to recreate the the drum sound on your guitar then? What do you mean? So you remember that band Mudvayne? Burr burr ding, burr burr, burr ding, ding. Yeah. Burr, burr. Uh, so Rhino, the bass player, was actually a drummer. Did you know that? No, he, he's a he's like an amazing fucking drummer. That explains why he's got the little horns. What? Why does that explain that? Rhino. Mm. His name is Ryan. And he went by Rhino. It's spelled uh, R Y K N O W. Oh Jesus Christ, dude! You know, you know, new metal. All everybody has to spell things weird. Uh, Started with corn. Anyway, he was a drummer, an amazing drummer at that. And when he started playing bass, that's how he got his sound to be so percussive. Is that he was trying to recreate drums? Now I will say, uh, I agree. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, or, or that concept because that's how I play guitar. I, I no, I, so yes, I play in a more percussive, rhythmic way. I'm about groove. That's why you know I say like playing with Daryl. Like I, he challenges me a lot because yeah. like he like knows how to play the guitar. You know what I mean? And like so, yeah, I do not. I play everything in my head. I'm hum- I have a drum beat going, and I'm playing to that drum beat. I, there's been. Full Maranatha songs where I have programmed a song out on drums first and then wrote riffs to it. I knew how I wanted the song to go. I knew the tempos. I knew the beats I wanted. I knew what kind of riffs I wanted. And I would, I, the, the, I could think of at least two Maranatha songs where I programmed drums first and wrote riffs to the drums. So let me, t- let me tell you something. Everything I write, I program drums first. Nice. Everything. Because and I, I do this even when we're in here trying to write. I, I don't ask people like, hey, you got any good riffs? Because I don't care about riffs. I care about the overall feeling. So I say like, what type of feeling do we want for this? Is it fast? Is it slow? And then I generally will say, hey, Mark, try play something like this. Or I'll say, Mark, play a ri- you know play something. Um, but when I'm at home, I, I hum things and I program literally whole parts of drum parts first. And then I just write something to it that fits it. Yeah. Because, like, really, like, drums and vocals, that's the backbone of your, your fucking music. Those first couple of Maranatha records that I was doing at home, uh, the interesting thing about that, you know, I was I was programming the ideas for songs on drums, but it was looped. You know, it was just, like, yeah. two-step, broken down, blast beat, punk beat. You know, it was, like, yeah. and, and then I did the guitars and stuff like that. And then, like, wrote the riffs, did the guitars, and then I went back through, and I would. This is what I literally did for, an, like, eight or nine songs worth. Is I would sit there, and I would I would listen to it. I'd put headphones on, and I would focus on it, 
and I'd have the 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 uh, drums in front of me, like the the MIDI map of yeah. where the drums uh, hits were, and I would like air drum along with the song, and I would like uh, uh, be like do do go do 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 go do 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 go do do, and right where I would do a fill, I would pause it, and I would like like do what felt natural in the air. And I'm like, okay, program. Like that is exactly how I program. That's awesome. That is a thousand percent how I do it. You like you could you could literally like what I do is I'll program it and I program it all the way through. I'm curious to know what other people other drummers programming styles are like. I program it all the way through with no fill, and then I figure out what the fill is, and then I start putting it in there. Now my next step, the next thing I want to do, and I'm buying a. Uh, Alesis, the uh, nitro mesh kit. It's a mesh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm going to connect it to the drums and create an entire drum map, something that I can play in to a, just a tempo track and then move things around and quantize it and, and fix it up as need be. I've got an old TD3 <clears throat> at home. Uh, it's the Roland kit that, like, folds up, Yeah, you know, and uh, it was my dad's, another piece of his equipment that I – Stole. Stole, I guess. I don't know. I've offered to give it back to him. Um, and, uh, I, I could, but the, the brain on it is so rudimentary because it's just, you know, like five big buttons and yeah. cause it's like the travel kit that, uh, even when you MIDI it up, you can't, I can't like set velocity. And- I can't, but I can't even, I can't even, it, it just basically, if I like play it through a logic kit, it's like just picks what, like like it, it's only gonna be this tom and only gonna be that tom and only gonna be this yeah kid. but you can remap that in logic and then when you're done you select all of the snares and then you humanize them by changing the yeah oh yeah 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 that's that's a cool thing about studio one pro is you can select whole sections right click and hit humanize and yeah. it does it all for you but i know logic does that too you can uh set the thresholds yeah for the variance. cool thing about the cool thing about logic and then we should not not keep talking about uh, nerdy recording. We're going to talk about records after this. Yeah, we were talking about to talk about rap records. What time are we at? How we've been talking a little over an hour. Nice. Uh, but uh, it, the cool one cool thing that Logic has, and this is one of those things where it's like technology is getting to the point where it's like, oh man, you're getting too good at this. And yeah. uh, but Apple has their it has drummer. You know, you can have yeah. a drummer track and. Uh, and I use that. I would never like put out a record with a drummer track, but I use that when I'm trying to write riffs and I can just get a good feeling, you know? Yeah. And because you pick a guy, there's like personas and there's like a, there's like an old metal guy. There's a punk guy. There's like a garage rock guy, you know, it's all these dumb names. There's like a yeah. reggae guy. And then you pick like a style that those, that guy would play with his kit. And then there's like a axes. Have you seen this? It, where it's like yeah. it's, it's basically loud, can, yeah. soft, simple, complex. Yep. And you could like you could switch like sections to do and it and then you can add. It works very. There's well. a zero to a hundred swing, and then there's zero to a hundred fills. So you could have it zero and there's it's just straight beats and you put up top and it's like super complex. It is very sophisticated. So long before very sophisticated. Long before I had used that in Apple's domain. Uh, there's a program from ToonTrack called Easy Drummer, mm-hmm. which same thing. It has a search. It shows you the time signatures. You can drag and just create. You can literally just drag and drop whole fucking sections and grooves and kill it. And 
so Superior Drummer, Easy Drummer, those were like some of the first drum programs. Yeah, I, I used I used Easy Drummer. Drum Kit from Hell, the Meshuggah Drum I, Kit. I used Easy Drummer with Drum Kit from Hell. Same on the on the first Marinath record I I, I recorded at home. I did a lot of post production on it where I was. I hate when you can tell that something was recorded with program drums if it wasn't intentional. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where, you know, like something like, like Godflesher, like an industrial metal, like that's fine. You yeah. know what I mean? But like if, if, if it's not, or even like agoraphobic nosebleed, if, it, if it's spine shank, if it, yeah, static X, if it's supposed to sound like a drum machine, that's fine. But I hate it when it sounds really unnatural. Yeah. And especially cymbals. And uh, that's always the case. So I did. I did a lot of uh, it's the same thing as like using a distressed font and like have a word that has like two R's next to each other. And and you can tell the exact same. So stupid. Um, That's why you got to fucking vector that shit. That's that's I've got my own tricks that I use. Mm -hmm. Um, But. uh, um, Live tracing. No, no, I got I got I got my I got them up here. Yeah, I'm not letting those secrets out. I, they were taught to me by masters um, and Some Shaolin monk type shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but um, I totally. Oh, no, 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 no. So I, I did stuff like I like added reverb and like try to make them sound a little bit more muffled and like yeah. to say like, you know, I, yeah, I'm using my Mac to make this record, but at least I'm going to make it sound like it's like gar- like a garbage practice space or something like that. You know what I mean? So. Well, speaking of records, oh, Jesus Christ, let's get off the shit. The Griselda record, dude, long awaited, long awaited. Griselda's been making all the noise. Listen, did you listen to it? I did, dude. Who knew in 2019, Fifty Cent had a That's hard the hardest fucking, fucking verse. That is the hardest song on the entire when album. He, when he says "fuck around," I'll set your ass on fire. Hollow points burn f- uh, faster than spinning tires. It's like. Fuck, that's hard. It's, that track's called like a city on my back or something like that. City I put on the, the city on the map. City on the map. That's right, dude. Because because Fifty starts this verse, and I have low expectations with Fifty Cent. I'm not a. I'm, I was never like a. Really? Like, I was never a big fan or anything like that. I have pretty low expectations. I'm not being offensive. I'm not trying to be offensive, but um, you don't want Fifty to pull up. No, I don't. But when he started that verse, and he's like. I do, I do my own. I was like, really? Is this what this verse is gonna be like? And then all of a sudden, it goes hard. It's kind of like. Uh, Kanye's verse in that part by Schoolboy Q when he's like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. It's like, what? You know, but dude, 50 is so fucking hard. Yeah, that, that album's definitely hard. I've been, I've been like, my only issue is that every song, uh, and I was talking about this last night with a friend, and the, my only issue is that every song is the same tempo. Well, for the most part. You know what? I've actually noticed that a lot lately about Griselda stuff in general. They they got that pocket. They're staying in that pocket. They have a certain type of beat, and they're great at it. Fantastic, the best actually. Um, that being said, I don't know if you listen to Action Bronson at all. You told me to listen, but I haven't got there yet. Okay, so I listen. What to happened it. was he put out some legendary shit. Um, you know, with like uh, Blue Chips and a couple of the older records, and then. When he started getting all that like Vice money and doing all that the Vice show shit, yeah. it was like the record suffered a little bit. It uh, wasn't the same shit. And also, um, I will say that is one him being like a media personality is is one thing that has held. I I think he's a good rapper, but that's one thing that's held me back from getting into his stuff or really like 
diving in. So this new record is called Lamb Over Ice. It actually has the same problem as Griselda stuff, which is everything feels very the same tempo. That being said, this is, in my opinion, easily his best shit that he's put out in quite some time. And there's a uh, a track in particular. I think I sent you that Descendant of the Stars track. I fucking love that track. It's my favorite one on the yeah, on the album. I'll try to listen to it tomorrow or maybe, uh, maybe later tonight. So then let me move on to something else. It's a it, it's you know how you got like you have like hip hop guys and it's it's weird from the outside. Every you know everybody thinks rap is rap, hip hop is hip hop. It's all the same shit, right? And then if you're on the inside or you actually pay attention to some of these subgenres, you'll understand that like hip hop and rap are two different things. I'm sure you feel that way. Yeah. There are very few rappers that I feel are good enough that if they just change their beats up or even lyrical content, they could be considered hip hop or or they're actually bridging that gap. And there's only a couple people that I really feel do that very, very well from a uh, rap perspective. And one of them is Big Sean. His fucking lyrics. He is. He's funny. He's lyrical he's as fuck. Yeah, he's lyrical. He's got punchlines, but at the same time, he uses a lot of beats that are like kind of trappish, things like that. But he is, he's he's so fucking underrated. The most underrated rapper, in my fucking opinion, is the game. You know, I listened to. He just put out an album, by the way. That's why I'm bringing him up. Is that the one you posted? Yes, I should listen. It's called to it. Born to Rap. It's it, he's actually retiring. It's his last album. Because I heard I heard a song off of it, uh, or I heard him in a song. I don't. I don't. I recently the game came onto my radar. I heard a song that I'd never heard before that was newer, and I was like, "Holy shit, this guy can rap!" He can rap his fucking. I swear to God, like people look at him as like a gangster rapper. He's like a West Coast, very diehard West Coast like gangster rapper. He's got bars, and it became apparent to me a long time ago. He put out these like, and I don't know the exact number, but it was like it was something called like two hundred bars, and it was long as fuck. And every time he puts something out, especially in the like the mixtape kind of vibe, I'm blown away at what a good lyricist he is. He's fucking phenomenal. And at this point, he's a legend. I mean, the dude came out with that very, very first record, whatever. I don't even know what it was called. The record that um, had Hate It or Love It and all that shit on it, where he's like sitting on the Dayton's on the cover. Um, That record was full of good shit, but it was very like dr dre 50 at the time kind of shit and he has not stopped one time there's not been a single record that he's put out that i haven't loved and this record dude it's i'm telling I'll you it's like it. it's got a song with nipsey hustle oh that yeah you, that was near, one you posted about damn near made me cry wow listening to fucking nipsey hustle on a record talking about i'm probably gonna get killed and like he did get killed right yeah so and uh i was actually just talking about this with dave um, Tevinall, he talked about, there's a track on there called hug the block where like the game's like talking about, he's talking like some super personal shit about like how he doesn't get along with his brother and blah, blah, blah. And at one point he's like, I'll kill my own brother. Jesus. Christ. Dude, it, he's a fucking G. I love the game. Love the game. Most underrated rapper that there is. Uh, I, I will say that I was going to say. Yeah, I got, I, I, I want to listen to that record. Um, there was another thing I had about Griselda. Oh, it's just tonight, like an hour before I got here, uh, West Side Gun posted that, I guess Madlib posted about it today, 
But Mad Lib said that not only is there going to be a, there's already a follow up to Bandana with Freddie Gibbs. Mad Lib uh-huh. said, but he said that he's got a West Side Gun collab project coming out too. Mad Lib and West Side Gun, and then West Side Gun said, "Well, since Mad Lib told you that, I'm I'll, I'll might as well say it too." And then he goes, and he goes, "Also, 2020 is going to be the last year that I'm rapping, uh, going out on top or something like that." And who knows if that's the truth, yeah. but. What a way to do it, you know, put out a thousand records that are great. Yeah. And then just be like, <laughs> yeah, but like, I could see him like West Side Gun specifically because he's kind of the, the brains and the money or not money, but the brains and the business behind the group. I could see him being like a label mogul, like as Jay Z. I could see him doing that. Yeah. But even Jay Z couldn't stay away. Uh, yeah. No, I'm the, and, uh, there's actually, there's a lyric. I don't know what song it's on, but on the game album, he says like, after this album, my feature price going to go up. And I'm like, okay, you know you're the fucking shit. I, I saw an interview with him the other day as well. He said uh, the reason he wants to retire is just to raise his family. He's like, my my kids bring me more happiness than rap has ever brought me. And, like, I just want to raise my family. I'm like, dude, that's commendable. And it's also just like, you know, uh, you know, go out when you're on top. Yeah, it's but, like that episode of Seinfeld when George Costanza is like, he's like, realizes that like people, if he leaves when he's funny, people like him better. So he like, everyone's laughing in a, in a meeting and he's like, all right, I'm out. And he gets up and leaves. You know how there's like just some transitions that shouldn't happen? Like how the fuck you manage to transition to from Seinfeld? The, the game to from Seinfeld? The, yeah, dude, that was, that was a masterful. You could teach a class on that. I'm good at that. It's fucking masterful. <laughs> Um, I will, I do need to admit that I did use, I did bring up that exact same scene today in a conversation at work. So it was top of mind, but that was a good transition. That was a fantastic transition. I gave you all the flowers that you deserved for that. Um, uh, one more thing on that Griselda record. Cause I just can't, I I've listened to it like five times. It. I thought, I thought Freddie Gibbs and Madlib had the rap record of the year, but I don't know. I got to, I got to listen to him back to back a couple times. Um, uh, so this is where we differ. And, and Dave said, uh, Dave said, cause the game has done this before. He's come in last fucking month of the year and basically stole the show. I want you to listen to this. I'm, I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to listen to it. I'm excited got, to listen to it. How many tracks do you think are on that album? Probably a fuck ton. That's what he does. 25. I think. Jesus. I, I think. See, so it's like an hour and a half long. It is an hour and a half. Like I'm on I, the dot. I, I, I like short. I like short rap records. The, the only thing I was disappointed. I like 40 minutes or less. Wait, no. Hold on. I'm getting my fucking records mixed up now. The only thing I was disappointed with with the Griselda record is that when I saw Raekwon's name, I thought it was going to be a verse. I wanted it to be a verse. And especially because West Side Gun's last right the one he came out came out with like 6 months ago has the same thing where Raekwon gives like a 2 minute long sign off. Yeah. Uh no, yeah. Um I was bummed. I wanted it to be a verse. The the I know the verse, the Eminem verse at the end of the Griselda record is divisive. A lot of people don't like it because it's his Hot coffee pot flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a great verse. I think it's funny. I think there's good stuff. And I do think it gets a little silly at points. But uh, Conway's hook in that song, when he's like, they think it ain't a game when I pull up, make it rain. Mm. Oh, or pull up, let it rain. Oh, I just like, 
I, like he just like it just rolls off like he just feels good that that record is like well, finishing there, strong. There's, a, uh, there's very few people that when they rap, I a thousand percent believe everything they're saying. I definitely and, believe those. Yeah, guys. yeah. And Griselda is like that's one group that a hundred percent of what they say I feel like is facts. Yeah, I follow. Actually, so is the game though. The game is also. <laughs> like, did I, I'm gonna keep going back to the game because like. 100% of what the game says, I feel like are facts. And that motherfucker is, he is, there is nothing like, there's no sneak diss in anything with the game. He'll just be like, rapping, and then out of left fucking field be like, just say some wild shit that you're like, what the fuck did he just say? And you gotta like, back it up and check, cause he'll say some wild shit like, blah, 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 blah. I just fucked Chris Jenner. And I'm like, oh shit, he's for real. Like, he really did fuck That's it. I mean, that's the, that's the difference is that like, the game's been rich for a while. Yeah. And the Griselda guys are rich now. Like, yeah. they just, they're, getting, they're just hitting well, it. They're I get, wonder. Well, okay. Yeah. But, trap you trap know, money. Yeah. But, you know, I follow Westside Gun on Instagram and stuff like that. And, like, you know, he still, or at least a few months ago, like, he still lived in the hood in Buffalo. Yeah. But then he's just got, like, six cars. Yeah. You know, I mean. Well, that's that's actually, there's a, there's a spot about that on the game album, too, that talks about, like, he's. In the same, you find me in the same places, but there's a Lambo out front. Like, dude, I'm, man, I feel like the game got me in my feelings. Like, I'm fucking feeling that record. I'll listen so hard. to it. I'm excited to listen to it. I'm, uh, especially because I'm somebody who's not like super familiar. Yeah, with the it, game. He's he's one of those people. Like, let me explain how his records go for me. Like, though he's got records that got longevity, which means like I'll come back to him and listen to him, you know, years later and be like, ah, oh, re, like relive a moment or a vibe. The game, when he puts shit out, I get so consumed. I listen to only that. I just fucking listen, 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 listen. But then once I fall off, I don't really go back to it. But then he puts out something else, and it reminds me how fucking good he is. And then it makes me want to go back to other nice. shit. So that's I think that's the biggest difference is like between that and Griselda. Griselda's like it doesn't matter when they put shit out. I can listen to records from two years ago or today on the same playlist and not bat an eye. Their shit is just like classic. It's yep. it's instant classic rap. I agree. All right. So we'll get to a couple of these other uh, topics before we wrap up Probably about an hour and a half hour and a half almost on the fucking dot 20 seconds to go um number one hayden has been on you started you, you started in on a dad joke earlier dude hayden has been on dad jokes <laughs> he has been so have my kids but just puns in general puns in general but again episode one we discussed aren't dad jokes really just puns yeah so my daughter has been having Tons of problems with bowel movements and things like that. because they're low-hanging fruit. They're easy. Yeah, that's true. And uh, we've been seeing a GI doctor and yada yada and trying to get like – trying to get her back on track, right? So there's this been thing. There. <laughs> yeah, there's a thing with kids which I didn't know about, which is if they have like – let's say they have like a hard poop that hurts them. Then they'll just start they'll, – they'll stop they'll stop themselves from pooping from then on out. They'll be like, oh, I don't want to do that again. So they actually – they're – causing constipation by intentionally stopping poop so you know we've had to like give her like miralax and stuff like that like to to get shit moving right and she was crying the other day when i was like wiping her butt 
and Hayden was like, he, he fucking, I didn't even know he was upstairs. He pops in. He's like, it's because she's butt hurt. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, man, dude, he like, <coughs> oh my God. Yeah, dude. He, he's been, he's been killing it lately. That's on it. That's on, that's, yeah. that's on the joke. I want to ask, I'm not going to ask. I'm going to, I want to, I want to tell a story because I have a super proud moment for Hayden. Bring like, it. I'm very proud of of the story that he told me. Actually, just today. Believe it or not, it, it just happened today. So I've shared a lot of stories on here about Hayden. And typically it's in, you know, it's one of like three buckets. It's either like academic because he's an extremely bright kid. It's some kind of generous or charismatic thing he does because he's such a, a thoughtful kid. Or it's like some trivial fucking thing that bothers me, right? Mm-hmm. So today he says um, that he was nervous. And I was like, why are you hmm. nervous? And he says, well, because somebody asked me for dating advice. First of all, he's had a girlfriend for a month now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, he, he came home, he told us that. Cool. It was a It was an event that he felt was worthy to tell us, right? So... He tells me he's nervous and because somebody asked for dating advice. And I said, well, why does that make you nervous? And he was like, I don't know. Everybody just thinks I'm like the re- resident like dating advice guy now because like apparently it's not just his girlfriend that likes him. It's like all these girls. Like all these girls are like. Yeah, that's going to make you feel good. Dude, he's he's swagging. He's swagging it up. And he, I said – I asked him today. This is a sidebar. But I asked him. I said, why do you think so many people are liking you? He said, I think it's because I have a personality. Oh, and I said, dude, that's hard, dude. Man. I was like, I was like, wait, so are the other kids in your, all the other boys in your class just like lames? He was like, pretty much. They're all like sports, yada, yada, uh, make fun of this person. And I said, and you're not like that. He was like, no. And I said, so tell me, tell me why you're nervous. Like, why are you nervous? He said, well, I have a friend and the friend asked me for dating advice and I'm proud of him for two reasons, two completely different reasons. One, I said, so what'd you give him for dating advice? I told him, go for it. Scared money don't make no money. Holy shit. So that's a quote he's, yeah, that's a quote he's heard us say plenty of times. And I was like, for one, I was like, I looked at, I looked at my wife and was like, dude, that's our, that's our kid. Like, what a fucking G. And so I'm unpacking this whole dating advice thing and I'm talking to him. And basically he's got, He's a good friend to friend one. He's a good friend to friend two. Friend one and friend two know each other and are friends, but not the same friends that he's on the level with, right? Friend one likes friend two. I said, okay, well, why does that make you nervous? And he goes, I don't know. I just don't want it to get to the situation where they're not talking and I'm caught in the middle. (laughs) And I'm like, man, you're so like, he's like, he's like, so like articulate with this stuff, right? Sounds like my group of friends. I keep unpacking it. It gets deeper. So this is where, and I don't know if you have moments like this. Yeah. I don't know if you have moments like this, but you ever have moments that you sit back and go, damn, I'm doing okay as a parent. Yes. Okay. This is one of those moments. I got one. Friend one is a boy. Friend two is a boy. Oh, shit. So friend one told him he likes boys. Told him weeks ago. Hayden didn't even feel the need to tell us because it's such an uneventful thing because it's just second nature. He doesn't care 
And I fucking love that. It gives me hope for humanity. Yeah, we've all done a pretty good job. Yeah, it, it, it gives me hope for humanity that the fact that somebody told him that and he didn't come home and tell me because he thought nothing of it. It's just okay with him. It's completely fine. Did he stop being friends with him? No, it's still his homie. In fact, weeks later. Did it turn him gay? No. Exactly. See, sorry, guys. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, so weeks later, the same friend that told him he likes boys, and this is fifth grade, mind you. The same friend is now asking him for dating advice. Now I see why he's caught in the middle, but like, I just think that's really cool. And it made Dude. me, it made me step back as a parent and go, fuck man, we are really, that's sweet. I feel like we're doing it right. The fact that we've, we've yeah, raised a kid. I, and I feel that, that way. Social conscience. Yeah. I feel that way because I mean, we might've talked about this, but like a couple weeks ago I got home from work and Beatrice just, she was, she's always excited to tell me one thing. There's, it's always one thing. It's always like, Today it was she made a coloring book that was the three of our cats. What it really was was she just drew three pictures of our cats, colored them in, and stapled it together. It was mm-hmm. great. But she was very excited about that. And um, But one day, this was maybe two weeks ago, got home and she goes, Daddy, I'm learning Spanish. And I was like, what? She goes, I'm using Duolingo on my iPad and I'm learning Spanish. And I was like, that's awesome. Why are you learning Spanish? She goes, there's a new girl at school and she doesn't really know English. And I just really want to help her. I'm just like, yeah, you it like you, makes me teary, like thinking about it. Yeah. Cause, cause I get down. You're a parent. You're a young parent. You have young kids. You get down on it. You're like, man, this is hard. I, this is, you reach a new thing and you're like, this is hard. I'm not doing it well. I'm not good at this. I wasn't cut out for this. Maybe I'm just talking what i feel but i I, I, you have these moments where you're just like i like you're i'm in over my head why did i have three kids what am i doing with my life but then that happens and it's like no the kids are okay yeah we're doing good doing doing just fine you did tell that story before and it it still hits the same way like it it makes me it makes me feel the same feeling that i felt when you told us last time because that's above like whatever you feel about uh, this is America and we speak English. It, it's above that. It's beyond, it's beyond that. It's more about her heart. She wants to help this girl, no matter what her situation is. Yeah. Is, there's a girl in her class. That, she was like writing shit down. She was like writing phrases down and stuff. I mean, it was. It's awesome. She's seven. Yeah. It's <laughs> like awesome. that's fucking sweet. Yeah. It's <sighs> a good note. We can end on that. We can definitely end on that. I don't even feel the need to go into trivial things. At no, we're proud to be parents. Proud to be parents. Heckin' Cool Dads, episode 34. I just burped into the microphone. You did, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Peace out. Bye. Bye.